0: And girls, oh uh, ho ho ho, it's me, Santa, telling you to go to the spooky show store and buy lots of things for all of your friends and all of your ho 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 family
1: <laughs> that was not an ad that was really Santa in the stew.
0: Thanks for having me,
1: folks. (laughs) Santa's on Spooky Show. Hey. Okay, hey, what's up?
0: Love the show. Harrison, stop saying naughty words on the show. Ho, ho, ho. You're
1: going to be on the naughty list.
0: All right, Santa. Watch it with your attitude.
1: Anyways, happy holidays. Hey,
0: happy holidays.
1: First day of Hanukkah today.
0: Hey, to all who celebrate. Happy, happy.
1: Um... This is Spooky Show. Spooky Show. Entire world. Spooky show ever in the history of the universe of life.
0: So true.
1: I am Kate.
0: I'm Harrison. And I'm Santa. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> Thanks for shooing him away. Yeah, hey, I gotcha. Well, 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 well. If it isn't a paranormal episode. What
0: classic paranormal?
1: It's kind of more like dark history. Honestly. Harrison, I think you're going to really like this one. It's very interesting. You do. I will also say I'm a little lightheaded because of all the chemicals I was inhaling today while I was cleaning the bathroom. So.
0: It's going to be a really fun one.
1: <laughs> okay, today we are talking about...
0: What are we talking about?
1: The Lemp Mansion.
0: The Lemp mansion.
1: Lemp mansion. Lemp mansion. <laughs> In St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, good old St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> Which is known to be one of the most haunted places in America.
0: Uh, 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 due uh, uh. to Santa, man,
1: shush. A very tragic history, specifically. A tragic family history. I was. I wrote in my notes. I'm like. I feel like every story we talk about. It's like this is the most haunted place in America. Yeah. Well, everyone's always
0: trying to like you know sell their T-shirts or whatever.
1: And I guess you can't really like debunk that. Like you can't. You know. You like this place. You can't get in trouble for saying like, yeah, this is the most haunted place in America. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: we should really set up a society to determine who is like what is the most haunted.
1: Yeah, who gets the title or like what place gets the title. Correct.
0: I'm tired of this this BS.
1: What is that There's like, you know, how every movie it's like the number one box office hit like or something. Oh, it's like when
0: you read like I people should read the stuff that's on posters or like on DVD cases like if you're ever in Walmart cuz like they'll quote like Absolutely thrilling, says Carol. Really? Some of them, it's gotten to the point where it'll be like, where it'll be like, where it'll be like, Carol H from popcorn, from popcorndynamic.com. Or like, there's a couple ones, like, they do it at theater a lot because, like, there's not a lot of publications that review theater. And so, like, even on Broadway, you'll see ones where it's like, superb, Jen H, Facebook. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh that is so funny yeah, i mean well,
0: like you, people, you should look close like because a lot of those things like especially if it's for like a store like listen no store is getting like 100 reviews written about it
1: <laughs> i mean i read a lot and i always read like you know they have like new york times bestseller or like of course but usually the people who like they quote are like pretty legit but i i guess i gotta keep an eye out
0: you keep an eye out because every once in a while it'll be like so and so, adjunct professor of psych, and you're like, what the hell? Like, I've read a couple, like, uh, you know, I read a lot of like fiction and or non fiction, sorry. And, um, what, like those books, it's always like super funny shit on it.
1: Well, we're gonna figure out what the most haunted place in America is, but we're gonna have to do some traveling first. Well, so to go into why this place is haunted, we need to start with its history, of course. And let me tell you.
0: Okay, what you want to tell me? The
1: story of the Lemp family and all that went down in this ma- mansion is, like, truly wild. Like what? Tragic, sad. Honestly, this is going to be more of a dark history episode because, like, the, the story of this family is, like, really spooky all on its own. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, like, touch on the hauntings a little bit.
0: Cool. Let's find out about one of the most haunted places
1: <laughs> in all
0: of America.
1: <laughs> chemicals in my brain <laughs> making me feel crazy okay huff
0: and bleach before the show i
1: really was actually yeah, unintentionally okay so the original patriarch of the lemp family was johann adam lemp Johann Adam Lemp, who was born in 1798 in Polheim, Germany.
0: That's pretty great.
1: He became an American citizen in November 1841. After arriving in the United States in 1836 and settling in St. Louis, Missouri, in
0: 1838. Hey, baby,
1: go Mazuli. <laughs> and now, okay, Adam Lemp, when he arrived. He started a little grocery store. Called what? At Six and Morgan called A Lemp and Co. Ah. Family Grocery. Sounds cool. And this location is now occupied, actually, by the middle of the south side of the dome at America Center. Very cool. Which I think is where the Rams play. Uh,
0: oh, not anymore. Oh. <laughs> okay. The Rams are in Los Angeles now what as of like four why years ago why did they ago, play in ago. missouri before they used to be the st louis rams
1: that okay Just like
0: oakland used to be the raiders now it's the las vegas raiders
1: had no idea that
0: was like in the last 10 5 10 years
1: okay well
0: la was probably three, four, five. four not in there.
1: only did adam sell groceries at his store but he also sold his own vinegar and beer
0: hey that's pretty neat
1: so by 1840, he focused solely on the manufacture on manufacture and sale of beer. And he formed the Western Brewery at 37 South 2nd Street. And this was the first lager brewery in St. Louis. Whoa. And he is often credited as the man who brought German-style light lagers to the United States. Well, that's
0: pretty neat, isn't that cool? Yeah, that is cool.
1: Because up until Adam showed up on the scene, you can only purchase English ales. So, Adam Lemps beer became very popular, not only because, like you know, like I said, only German style light lager, but because there was a big increase of the German population in the area. Right? I guess a lot of Germans were coming over to St. Louis. So his business was, like, soaring, prospering. And by 1850, Adam Lemp was shipping 4,000 barrels of beer annually.
0: Dang, that's pretty tight.
1: Yeah. It was so big. I was
0: probably making some moolah.
1: Oh, yes. It was so big that when Adam Lemp needed extra storage space... A cave in South St. Louis was used for storage because it provided, like, natural refrigeration. I don't know right, what they right did right. in the summers, but... And these caves will come back. Dark. Oh, that's true. These, t- these caves will come back, by the way. Okay. Hint it. So by eighteen by the 1860s, there were 40 breweries in the St. Louis area that were also taking advantage of these caves along the Mississippi.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But sadly, Adam Lemp died on August 23rd, 1862. But have no fear because Adam's son, William, would take over. So William, he was born in Germany in 1835. So he had been around when Adam moved to the U.S. Like he clearly brought his family along. And William Lemp completed his education at St. Louis University. And he worked at the Western Brewery. But then he actually left his father's company to form a partnership with another brewer. Traitor. And in 1861, he enlisted in the United States Army and achieved the rank of orderly sergeant. And on December 3rd, 1861, he married a woman named Julia Fikart. Okay. So when um, William got the call or the carrier pigeon that his father had passed away, he returned to Western Brewery as the owner and operator.
0: It was probably a telegram, right?
1: Yeah, I was just being a little. You, you were know,
0: being a little, being a little,
1: bit. little snarky. Yeah.
0: Hey, that's what we like. We like it when you're snarky on this Dating on
1: the 1800s. Okay.
0: Yeah, Ageist much? So, in
1: 1864, William, he actually began building a larger brewery above the caves, where res- where uh, the Western Brewery had been storing its goods. Okay. And under William Lemp, the Western Brewery became the largest brewery in St. Louis, and then the largest outside of New York with a single owner.
0: Wait, you're telling me this place became the largest brewery in in St. Louis?
1: Yes. <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think I get it.
1: So William actually began to brew and bottle beer in the same facility to meet growing demand, which was really rare to do at this time. Uh-huh. And then in 1878, he installed the first refrigeration machine in an American brewery and then extended that idea to refrigerated railway cars in an attempt to be the first beer in the United States with a national reach. And yeah. he did accomplish this. That's cool. Yeah,
0: that's really really Isn't cool. This so yeah. interesting. This is interesting. I'm <laughs> just I'm waiting patiently for when it's about to go absolutely <laughs> south.
1: And so very soon, William Limp was selling beer worldwide. So like he, William, his he's making his dead father proud. Right. So now William's father in law, Jacob Feickhart, actually built the home. That would become known as the Lemp Mansion in 1868. And by the time William actually acquired it in 1876, the estate was already, like, very impressive. It had 33 bedrooms. It was a Victorian-style butte, But William started renovations right away. He converted some of the lower floors to offices for the brewing company. And by 1892, the William J. Lemp Brewing Company was founded from the Western Brewery with William as president and his son, William Jr., as vice president and his other son, Lewis, as superintendent. So I guess he basically just started another brewing company like under the Western Brewing Company. Uh
0: huh.
1: So William's son, William, or Billy, we're going to call him Billy Lemp, he was born on August thirteenth, eighteen sixty-seven, and like his father, he also went to Saint Louis University and studied the art of brewing. However, you get a
0: degree in brewing—I
1: guess it's an okay. art. I know you can get get a degree in um, like wine. That's
0: pretty cool. I mean, that, it is yeah. cool. I just didn't realize back then. I guess they were probably tra- I, like teaching more p- practical trades and stuff like that.
1: Right? Yeah. So William, though, he did not want Billy to take over. He thought Billy was incompetent. Um, He actually wanted his fourth son, Frederick, born in 1873, to take over the company. Uh And in fact, he had been grooming Frederick for this for his whole life. He was William's favorite, even though Frederick was the fifth child in a family of eight children. Which is, you know, kind of weird. Usually it's the firstborn son. But William's dreams for Frederick were crushed... Because on December 12th, 1901, Frederick died of heart failure Uh. to complication of diseases. And William and his entire family, and probably Frederick himself, didn't even know he had any health issues. So this was like a big surprise. Frederick was only 28 when he died, and William, his father, was devastated.
0: Understandably so.
1: He truly, like, he thought the world was cruel. And like, after this he himself did not want to keep on living either. Like, he lost his passion for life, his appetite. He stopped sleeping. He felt like he was already dead at the age of 70. And now William's pissed because now Billy is going to have to take over. And William was like, Billy, like, can't do anything. Yeah. He sucks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you suck, Billy.
1: (laughs) So one day, January 1st, 1904, Billy... Comes into William's office and says, Frederick died. And William was like, what the heck? He died years ago. Did I, did I dream this? Like, did I miss out on years with my son? What's going on? And then he, and then William looked to his right and saw Frederick, Whoa. his son, standing there <sighs> with a sly smile on his face. <clears throat> and then William stood up and Billy stood in front of him and said, Frederick Paps died. Your best friend. You know, Pabst?
0: Yeah, from, yes. Blue, from the Blue Ribbon, from from their finest award-winning beer.
1: Right, so it was Frederick Pabst who, Pabst who uh, Billy was talking about. Okay. So oh. he's like, your son has been dead for years. It's not that, Frederick. I'm talking about your best friend. So then William felt the apparition of his son touch him, smile again, and then walk through the walls and out of the house.
0: Oh, man.
1: So that's when William started, like, panicking. He could barely breathe, and he told his son Billy to send for the doctor, but he was fine. So he basically just, like, saw the ghost of his son and had a panic attack.
0: Yeah, um, as one does. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a pretty normal reaction. The doctor yeah, would be, like, yeah, I'd be pretty <laughs> spooked out about that, too.
1: So the doctor told him that he would probably live for another decade. He's like, oh, you're fine. You just had a panic attack. You're going to live for a while. And <laughs> William was not happy about that. Like he did not right. want to keep on living. So when William got back from Frederick Papp's funeral, he once again saw an apparition of his son Frederick and felt the masculine urge to join him.
0: I was Sorry. literally going to ask I was literally going to say, This guy saw his son, did he immediately kill himself?
1: We're gonna get there, but I'm I'm laughing at myself for writing the masculine urge to oh. join him in the afterlife. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, so he reached out for Frederick's hand, and it's said that this apparition grabbed a hold of it and squeezed it really hard and left nail marks in William's hand before it disappeared. So, like, already this family is wilding and out with these hauntings.
0: For sure. And
1: one night, too, William was sleeping and awoke to a really loud banging, and he got up to, like, check it out, and he didn't find anything. And then when he turned back to his bed, he saw Frederick, his son, laying there. And long story short, William had a panic attack, and apparently Frederick is telling him once again, like, to join him, saying he needs to do it himself, and then he would disappear. So now William is like, damn, I guess I better join Frederick. So on February 13th, 1904, William Lemp committed suicide by a gunshot in his bedroom.
0: Oh my god.
1: At the Lemp Mansion, and died at 10.15 a.m.
0: That's awful.
1: Yeah. It gets so much worse. Oh,
0: God. So
1: now guests who stay in William's room, they say they hear running feet and banging at the door. <sighs> because it's said that Billy Lemp ran upstairs when he heard the gunshot and was trying to get into William's room when he heard it and was, like, banging on the door, telling him to open it. Uh-huh. So that's what guests now apparently hear when they stay that's in that room. That's
0: very, very scary.
1: So now Billy, <sighs> he's taken over the brewing company as president. On November 7th, 1904. And William, his father, had pretty much been right about him and his incompetence. Aww. He was basically just spending lavishly. He was known around town as a womanizer, even though he was married. He was married to a woman named William Hanlon, who was nicknamed the Lavender Lady for her lavender-colored wardrobe and carriages. And it said that he would he would keep her occupied while he was womanizing by giving her an allowance of $1,000 daily, which I think is okay. about 3000 in today's money, which okay. would keep me occupied too. Yeah, <laughs> and me too. And he literally demanded that she spend it in full every day if she ever wanted any money from him ever again. Like, literally to keep her, like, shopping and out of the house while he was, like, around town, you know? yeah. So now, Lillian and Billy they had moved into a new home at three three four three South Thirteenth Street, uh-huh. and William transformed the Lemp Mansion basically into a party house.
0: Oh shit!
1: Yeah, the underground caves that led to the Lamp Man- that led from the Lamp Mansion to the brewery they were no longer used for storage, but that now they were used as an quote underground pleasure den.
0: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> um. And it even had a swimming pool and bowling alley in it, in these caves.
0: Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so he would invite sex workers to these events, and there are rumors that he fathered a child with one of them, but there are no official records on this, but remember this because it's going to come back very soon. All right. So basically people they were at this house just partying 24/7 which would ultimately lead to a disaster. One day a party goer named Daisy decided to jump into the underground pool in like her full dress attire and the padding on her corset kind of like sent her upwards, but her skirts were pulling her down so she was like struggling in the middle and screaming for help and somebody came to her rescue. He lifted her from the pool, introduced himself as a man named Tom, a close friend of Billy Lemp's, and he said that um, she could go borrow some of Lillian's clothes upstairs. Uh So while she headed upstairs, Tom called to her, and he was like, careful of the ghosts up there. And Daisy was like, what are you talking about? Uh That's probably not true. And just headed upstairs to change. And while she's going up, she hears the sound of a child's cry.
0: That's so scary.
1: So she asked the, the bit, servants, the like kid
0: stuff is always so scary, you know.
1: Oh, wait for it. <laughs> I know. So she asked the servants who were helping her change if they heard this child's cry, and they said no, and they continued dressing her. But then the sound of the child's cry became louder this time, and she felt the servant flinch. So Daisy was like, "They did hear it. What the heck is going on?" So Daisy asked whose room they were in. And the servant said they were in one of the guest rooms. But Daisy at this point, she doesn't think it's a ghost. She thinks it's an actual child in need. Right. So she asked the servants if she can like if they can step out for a second. And she the servants step out, she like says to the room, "You can come out now. It's safe." But she just hears like more and more crying, and she can't figure out where it's coming from. Uh And then she sneezes, and she finds pencil shavings on her face. And she looks up, and she sees there's like a small hole in the ceiling where the sound seems to be coming from. So she comes to the conclusion that there's a child in the room above the one that she's in. And when she asks the servants about this, after inviting them back in... They say there was no child in the room above them. They're like, no. That's not true. So Daisy does her own investigation. She sneaks upstairs. She looks in all the rooms and they're empty except one where the door is shut and she can't open it. And then all of a sudden she hears like a terrible scream coming in from inside the door and she tries to open it again, but she can't. And then Tom appears out of nowhere and grabs her arm and tries to walk her out. And as they're walking out, a servant walks by them, opens the door that Daisy couldn't open quickly, and Daisy catches a glimpse of a small child with bloody hands. Uh. So she screams that they must, like, call a doctor, like there's a child hurt in this room. Call an ambulance! <laughs> call an ambulance! But not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, Tom says to her, the lemps can make problems disappear. You don't want to become a problem, do you? So oh, Daisy no. was like, okay. She's like, of
0: course not. Yeah, I don't she's know. like,
1: no. And then Tom, like, mutters, it doesn't matter if the child is dead or not. In Billy's eyes, it's already dead. So. Okay. You're probably wondering, was that a ghost? Was that a real child? Yeah. Well, according to a St. Louis historian named Joe Gibbons. Uh-huh. He reported that he confirmed the existence of an illegitimate son of Billy's. Okay. Remember how I said, like, there were rumors he um, impregnated a sex worker? Uh Uh-huh. So in two separate interviews that Joe Gibbons had with a former nanny and a chauffeur of the Lemp family, they confirmed that, yes, there was a child. Oh, my gosh. And the child was said to be born with Down syndrome and was imprisoned on the top floor of the attic near the servants' quarters.
0: Whoa. That's scary.
1: So apparently... (laughs) That is scary. Yeah. Apparently the boy lived to his 30s and passed away sometime in the 1940s. And he was never released from the attic his entire life. He is said to be buried in the Lemp uh, Cemetery plot. And his grave is just marked with like... It's like a small plaque and it Uh just has one word, Lemp, on it. So, obviously, the attic is said to be very haunted.
0: understandably, a lot of very dark things. Yeah. A lot of unresolved energies and spirits.
1: Yeah, apparently paranormal investigators would place, like, piles of toys in the attic and, like, put, like, chalk circles around them so they remembered where they would put them. And then, apparently, they would just become, like, strewn across the floor when nobody was looking. Whoa. So, in 1908, Lillian... Billy's wife files for divorce from Billy and charged Billy with cruel treatment and other indignities. Their divorce proceedings lasted 11 days and ended in Lillian being granted her divorce in custody of William III, their only child, with Billy given only visitation rights. So now we're going to go a little deeper into the Lemp family. So we have Elsa Lemp Wright who was the youngest child of William and Billy's sister. She ended up marrying Tom Wright, and he was the president of the Moore-Jones Brass and Metal Company. Um, But their relationship was volatile. They separated in 1918, and in February 1919, Elsa filed for divorce. She cited, among other things, damage to her mental and physical health. So the divorce was granted after a trial, but Elsa and Tom they actually reconciled and remarried in March 1920. But later that month, on March 20th, Elsa shot herself while in bed at their house on 13 Hortense oh, Place.
0: Just tragedy upon tragedy in this family,
1: and it ain't over. <laughs> so honestly, nobody really knew for this is interesting too. Nobody really knew for sure if like it really was suicide. And there is actually a feature film that's still in development that's going to come out called The Case for Elsa Lemp.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's very, very exciting.
1: I know. So like I said, it was 1920 when Elsa died. And this era was not great for her brother, Billy. Do you know why? No. It's the 1920s.
0: Prohibition, of yes, course. Yeah, of yep. course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually about to ask earlier in the episode. I'm like, yeah, they're very rich now, but they're <laughs> about knew. they're about sixty years and about sixty years and about one generation. <laughs> this family's gonna be in some deep shit.
1: Yep. So nineteen twenty prohibition began, and the Lemp brewery was shut down, and the Fall Staff trademark was sold to Lemp's friend, Papa Joe Grisdek. Hey Papa Joe. <laughs> Um, Hey,
0: Papa Joe.
1: The brewery complex was sold at auction to International Shoe Company for $588,000. So then, you know, they're left with nothing. So on December 29th, 1922, Billy shot himself in his office. Oh, no. Today, that room is the front left dining room at the Lent Mansion. So we have three Lent members. Who have shot themselves. Uh-huh. Now Correct. we have Charles Lamp. So this is the third son of William and Billy's brother. Okay. He was okay. the final lamp to live in the mansion starting in 1929. He had he had left the brewery in 1917 to go into banking and finance, and he also dabbled in politics. And he never married, he just lived with his dog in the mansion. And with two servants who were actually a married couple. Okay. And in April 1941, out of nowhere, Charles Lemp, he just sent a letter to South St. Louis Funeral Home requesting that in case of his death, his remains should be taken by ambulance to the Missouri crematory. Did I say that right? Crematory?
0: Yeah. Crematorium, usually. No, crematory, yeah, probably.
1: And his body should not be bathed, clothed, or changed. His ashes should be put into a wicker box and buried on his farm. There was to be no funeral held or a notice put in the papers. So this was obviously a bizarre thing to randomly do. But you can probably guess what's coming. Because eight years later, Charles shot himself in the head. Wow. He left a suicide note that said St. Louis... Missouri, May 9th, 1949. In case I am found dead, blame it on no one but me. So, I will say here, too, that there was the last living child of the Lemp family named Edwin Lemp. He was the youngest son, and he worked in the brewery until 1913, until he decided to dedicate himself to, like, charities, um, primarily the St. Louis Zoo. And he wanted nothing to do with the limp mansion or not that he didn't want anything to do with his family either but he thought like the he didn't want anything to do with the brewery industry and he also thought that that mansion was cursed he was like there was a time where charles was like begging him to come stay with him there and uh-huh. stuff and he's like i'm not staying in there like yeah all of our family killed themselves yeah in no that mansion. fuck no so, in fact, like, when he died in 1970, at the age of 90, his final order to the caretaker was to, was to destroy his art collection and all family heirlooms. He's like, just get rid they're, of it oh, so
0: they're trapped in the things. Interesting.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I just think he wanted to, like, cleanse.
0: Yeah. I got to get rid of all the items. The items have bad go <laughs> The items
1: have to go. So the Lemp family line died with him. So... After William Senior shot himself in the head, all those years ago, he was followed by his three children, all in the same mansion, all in the same way. Okay, it's like,
0: yeah, it's like so. Scary. It's like, it's like a weirdly genetic. At it that is point.
1: though, like, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it like, um, seems like it. It seems like like almost there's like a genetic predisposition to suicide in this family.
1: Yeah, and I was reading something too that said it could also be like this is really weird to say it but this is what this article said like a contagion
0: like how like so like it just like the idea was like a contagion like it infected kind them or of, like, yeah it, yeah that's interesting
1: yeah so
0: yeah that's really interesting actually
1: yeah so obviously all three of these kids well
0: and also depression famously like yeah you know, obviously course. is genetic you know?
1: yeah so all... Th-
0: There's an element to it that is genetic.
1: Yeah. Um, so all these members of the Lemp family, they haunt the mansion today.
0: Oh, the haunted mansion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Great film. Eddie Murphy. So Elsa is actually mostly sighted at her family home at 13 Hortense Place. But Charles, William, and Billy frequently appear in the halls of Lemp Mansion. They will sit down to dinner sometimes or sit in the darkening doorways before just disappearing into thin air. Very cool. Billy has actually been seen peeking in on women in the bathrooms, but he most frequently is seen in the first floor dining Cancelled. room. Yeah. Well that he was ghost? he was the womanizer. That
0: ghost canceled.
1: <laughs> He's frequently seen in the first floor dining room that used to be his office where he shot himself. Yeah. Edwin Lemp ended up actually selling the Lemp Mansion shortly after Charles's suicide and it was converted to a boarding house, but it was struggling because like you know, people knew that this place was haunted. Yeah. And that would spread throughout the town. So like potential tenants, they wouldn't buy the property.
0: Oh and you don't know say.
1: <laughs> and then there was a construction of Interstate 55 in the nineteen sixties which was another setback because much of the mansion's grounds and the carriage houses were sacrificed for building this road. But
0: Industry, the- baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but then in 1975, the Pointer family purchased the mansion and restored it. And, of course, during construction, many workmen, they reported apparitions and strange noises. Today it is a restaurant, hotel, and wedding venue and still owned by the pointer family and they do ghost tours and historical tours. Cool. People get married there all the time. It's crazy. That's or scary. they host um like murder dinner parties yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Cool. So we'll touch a little bit on the paranormal stuff. So since the restaurant opened, staff members have reported several strange experiences apparitions appearing and vanishing voices and sounds sometimes glasses lifting off the bar or like flying through the air by themselves and sometimes doors will lock and unlock by themselves or lights will turn on and off or the piano will just start playing itself Uh uh-huh there are three areas areas three areas
0: there's three areas Three primary areas when you're looking for ghosts.
1: There are three areas that have the most activity, which is the stairway, the attic, and what the staff calls the gates of hell. Uh, of course. Which is the basement, which is where the entrance to the caves. Sorry, I hit the mic.
0: Hey, that's where the entrance is to the to, caves is. To the
1: caves. That's where they sit.
0: That's what area's is theirs in.
1: So, the attic is said to be haunted by William's illegitimate child. And apparently he can also be seen from the street, like, peeking out from the small windows of the mansion.
0: And then we have
1: the downstairs women's bathroom where Billy, the womanizer, is said to, you know, be seen peeking over the stalls as women go to the bathroom. Also, fun fact, in that bathroom, too, when Billy lived there, he had the first, like, freestanding shower. Oh, cool.
0: That's yeah, kind of
1: that, cool. Yeah, isn't that a
0: fun fact? Yeah. It's also very, i just have to say, it's a very funny choice to, like, feel like your unresolved business in, in life is <laughs> to be a horny perv. Like... That this guy like was like um, he's like I didn't get it all out my system when I was alive. I gotta like go be a peeping tom and a perv. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is actually really sad. It's
0: like it's like one of the wildest choices I've ever heard for somebody picking their afterlife career or like needing yeah. to fulfill in life.
1: It's pretty pathetic and sad. It's wild. Oh, yeah. So then we also have William Lemp's room where you can hear the banging on the door, like I said earlier. Um, and lastly, as for the brewing company, after Prohibition in the 1920s, they just had to sell the factory complex and brands the to other brewing companies. So they like basically fell under. That's why there's like really no limp beer around today. Mm-hmm. But that's it.
0: Hey, that was a great tale. Cool
1: story, right? Yeah, I good mean,
0: story, good tale. Good tragic tale. and
1: sad, but weird. <laughs> it's just so crazy how many like weird and like interesting things happen in this world that like you don't you don't really know about hey
0: life the greatest mystery of all baby
1: (laughs) and we'll end on that
0: (laughs) i Um, hope everybody had a blessed thanksgiving i hope everybody uh who celebrates hanukkah is having a wonderful first night and enjoys the second (laughs) night if you're listening on monday
1: i like harrison said Blessed Thanksgiving. When have you ever said that word in your life? <laughs> why did I'm just you trying say, to speak to the heart. Why did you say Blessed Thanksgiving.
0: I'm just trying to speak from the heart to the people, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to speak from the heart to you the people, baby. I hope you had a blessed Thanksgiving. I hope that your that the your beautiful festival of lights is off to a wonderful start. If you celebrate. <laughs> And I hope that everybody who's waiting for the big man has been nice this year. Because if you've been naughty, you know the old tale. Uh, Pick up Spooky Show merch for your friends and family this year. If they don't listen to the show, just give it to them anyway. And then make them listen to the show so they have to justify. They're like, why'd you give me this gift? And it's like, because you're going to listen to this podcast and you're going to love it.
1: Yeah, I Um, like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Kate? Sorry, I'm still not over-blessed. Uh, hey, I, I hope mean, you
0: have a blessed day. I hope you had a blessed day today. I did not. Okay, well. You know. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, um, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. That's what I'm going to say. Because I've never used the word blessed either. <laughs> and I hope. Also, wait, 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 wait. Follow me on Instagram at SpookyShowPod, please. And, God, rate and review the show. Like, what the heck? Come on, people! But only good reviews. Like,
0: if you put a bad review on there, doing the math, we will dox you.
1: Yeah, we will. <laughs> doing the math, parody, how many,
0: parody, parody.
1: How many people listen to each episode, and how many reviews I have? It just don't add up, okay? Just all it's well, maybe so Maybe people easy. listen every
0: week, and they're like, hey, you know, I like the show, but I don't really care enough to to let her know. And that you gotta that understand. Sucks. You gotta respect the passive listener, I guess. Well, to all my fun. passive listeners, I love you, baby.
1: Like, yeah, no, it would just be really great if you could. I mean, if you could rate and review, okay? It would be pretty blessed.
0: <laughs> Leave <laughs> us a blessed review.
1: Okay, have the best week of your entire life.
0: Have the blessedest week <laughs> no, of your entire you. life ever in the universe, ever.
1: Thank ah! you for listening. <laughs> Bye.